Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by Andrew, and Andrew's been having some unusual paranormal activity in his life. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks, Cade. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm very good. I am so pleased that you have agreed to come on the show because I think your story is quite a powerful story, and I think it will actually resonate with a lot of people, whether they're believers of the of the paranormal or not. I think there's potentially a deeper message to to the encounters and the in the story that you're going to be sharing tonight. So, uh, Andrew, I'm going to open up and just say, mate, where did this all start for you? All right, Kate. So I'll probably go back to, um, I think with this story, I want to start with, with losing my sister because um, I think this is what I can relate to it. That might have been my sister that came to me 25 years later. So we're going to go back to 1991. Um, and this is the only occasion where something really strange did happen prior to what's happened 25 years later so losing my twin um was uh, we were 17 years old on friday uh, we just turned 17 and um unfortunately lost her on the sunday in a car accident my her boyfriend had killed her in a car accident um and uh it was just a normal day in the country and um yeah with uh, a car came up to us I'd only seen my sister maybe, oh, would have been 20 minutes prior to the accident. And a car came up to us, uh, me and some mates uh, at the town, the local place we used to hang out and said, oh, couldn't you tell us how to get out of town? Um, there's been a car accident down the road. And we're like, oh, shit, that's no good. And, um, yeah, we said, go this way, head over to Morgan, and uh, you can get out this way out of town. And um, we thought, oh, well, let's go and have a look. So back in 1991, we still actually jump on the back of Utes. This is a country town, so... Um, 
my mate and I jumped on the back of this ute with two in the front. There was four of us, and uh, we headed off down a dirt road to have a bit of a look. And another car came up, and uh, someone we knew, and said it's 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 Mark. So and uh, it's his car for sure. So we thought, oh no. So I, I knew at that stage that my sister was in an accident, but um, didn't know any details. They could nobody could see what was going on. There was there was sirens and the uh, ambulances and fire trucks going there. But um, we proceeded to go around the top, what we call the ridge looking down uh, to, to the primary school where the accident happened. And um, by then I'm starting to get pretty worried. You know, I'm thinking, oh, God, I hope the sister's all right. You know, we weren't panicking at that stage, but we were worried. Um, one of my mates was like, oh, you better not have hurt anyone. Rah, rah, rah. We're all sort of going on about it a bit. And thinking, God, and looking down, we could see the ambulances and fire trucks down there, but we couldn't get down to it. So we had to go right around uh, about another two kilometres, I guess. Um so we got to the T section, which was probably about another kilometre or two away from the accident, and I was on the back of the ute, and I just fell off. I jumped off basically, and fell to the ground, and I, I just said, "My sister's dead." And my mate's like, "Oh, come! What do I get up, mate? You know, don't. This is silly. What are you doing?" And I, I just couldn't stand up, so they had to pick me up, and um, at that stage. From that exact moment, which I still carry this feeling now, if if there was such a thing as a soul, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, without getting too spiritual, I don't, I'm not a massive believer in God and all that yet, but I felt if there was such a thing as a soul, I felt it get ripped out of me. That's the only way I could describe it. It was a feeling of of energy and just being torn out of me, and and butterflies. I, I sort of describe it as to someone if you were doing the biggest race of your life and you were so nervous and the butterflies, that's that's the feeling I had um, and absolutely convinced that Lucy had gone. So they threw me in the front seat, um, told me to calm, they were trying to calm me down and um, we went to the site and uh, they, I was stopped straight away by a prison officer. My dad was a prison officer there at Cadell and uh, they, they told me straight away, they grabbed me straight away and said my sister was the only one that had died. It was a very bad accident. There was two two other couples in the back that were that were in a bad way and the, the driver had walked out of the accident. But, um, yeah, that was – I knew. So that was, that, was, that was probably the strangest thing that's, you know, to this day that's ever happened in my life was that feeling of knowing um, how I knew. I don't know. Um, but I knew. It wasn't paranoia. It, I, I try and explain this because I was looking down at it and we, we were talking about it in – being very worried, you know, like I was, I was definitely worried. I was looking going, oh, you know, but I hadn't, it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, like making this up. I wasn't panicking myself to go, oh, my God, you can't for sure. Like it was a it was a real feeling when it happened. It just hit me. And looking later, you know, back on the timeline of, of where it was and when she'd passed, they were trying to, to resuscitate my sister, but the head injuries were too bad. It sort of all made sense. That probably was when she passed, um, basically where I was at that time. It would have been very close to that timeline. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was just strange. It was just the strangest thing. So, yeah, so that was uh, horrible for everyone involved. I won't – I mean, I'm, I'm going to move forward soon because, I mean, it's this is not really what it's about, but I wanted to go 
wanted to reflect on that, that that was something maybe spiritual or whatever that was just life-changing, of course, losing someone. But that, for me, was definitely something bigger. I mean, I've lost lots of people in my life, but uh, losing loose. Um, my sister, my twin, was just something that I can't explain the feeling. Um, I, I believe there's a this unspoken bond between twins yeah. that no one yeah. else would really understand unless they have a twin. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So my older sisters are actually identical twins. There's two sets of twins in my family, and they they do definitely have felt each other's different pains over the, over the years and feel each other, feel things of each other. So that's, but, um, you know, I mean, obviously I was an identical twin cause I had a twin sister, but, um, I, I do believe that, 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 um, it's real. And, um, and just quickly, Kate, I'll, I'll every year I've dreamt, I, I have a dream of Lucy, like every year it happens once. I don't know when it'll happen. And it absolutely rolls me. Like I'm, I'm gone for three days. I'm just so worn out from it. It's, and it maybe hasn't happened for a year or two. Actually, it's probably when I was back in mining. It happened. I remember the last one because it was. It's, it's the closest thing I can say to seeing her again. If that makes sense. Of it's that real. Oh wow! But yeah, she comes to me in dreams. Um, but, you know, dreams are dreams. That's how I am. Like I said, I'm, you're going to hear me sound like a sceptic a lot, Kate, because that's why I'm always being sceptical of so much stuff. So sorry that I keep doing this, but I always think a dream's a dream. You know, we all we can concoct anything in our brain, surely. But once again, this is really odd because when I see her, I, I can't stay awake because I'm so emotional. It hits me and she turns and tries to grab my hand and it, I'm I'm so gone. I'm so emotional that I wake up every time. So what's it's? This sounds weird, but I swear she tries different ways to come to me because she does it a different way every time. She's tried a distant. She tries turning in a crowd from a distance. She's tried telling me to calm down. She's actually put a hand out and grabbed my arm and tries to tell me to calm down. She said, "Settle down," but I can't. I'm so emotional that it that I'm gone. It's just, I just wake up and I'm in tears and I'm, I'm gone all night. Like it's a really, really emotional thing when it happens um, because it's so real. Like I can see it so clearly that it's, the memory is just amazing. But this one in particular time, maybe 10 years ago, I actually got to put my arms around her. That's a, oh, cause I, I must've stayed awake longer than, you know, it must've been five seconds where I got to actually put my arms around her. The strangest thing was I can feel her. I could actually feel because we're both skinny. I've uh, always felt very skinny. I could feel her bony shoulders, like that. That used to feel, and it was, you know, you say in dreams it's very hard to feel, but things properly. But this was really odd, and um, like I said, this will roll me for three days. That's just I'm gone. But yeah, the, it's not as much at the moment. I haven't done it for a long time. I haven't dreamt it. Maybe maybe it's been a couple of years, but um. A couple of times with my wife, I've woken up and uh, in tears, and she's like, she understands what's happening, and yeah, I'll be very emotional, and because um, really, it's just like seeing seeing someone that's passed as close as you can see them, if that makes sense. Like it's, you know, if you haven't seen someone for twenty years and they just pop up in your dream, but it is that real that you you swear you're just running into them again for the first time in twenty years. So it's um, 
And she, she, yeah, she looks like she's aged too. Does that, that is so weird. She's actually aging with me. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot, like, because I'm, we're 17, I'm 47 now. Um, I've got a photo of her right now. So I've just brought her into the room with me just, just because I'm talking about it tonight. I wanted her to be in this. I've got a photo. I'm looking at her. We still, even though she's 17, it's still actually, we don't actually look that different in age still, even though I'm 47 and grey, but sounds weird, but we, I haven't left her that really left her in age yet when I look at her like we still because she was yeah she's pretty grown up for a 17 year old but um in the dream she's aging she's actually aged so we're not whether I'm manifesting this I don't know I don't know but but um let's yeah. let's say you are manifesting that you know your subconscious is creating beautiful memories for you which that's right you know be be paranormal be psychological I think yeah. it's amazing either way. Mm. But the fact that she's tried to calm me down, that's where I'm, the sceptic in me drops a bit. And I go, hold on a minute. If I'm manifesting this, why? There's like two things going on here. She's, I'm trying to see her and bring her back into my memories, but she's trying to calm me down and, and talk to me and, and, and come to me in different ways to, so it's, I'm not so traumatised by it, if that makes sense, because that's what it does to me. It's really... It really hits me hard when I see her. But um Have you ever spoken to a medium about her? I have, yeah. My wife's right into it. Um but she didn't come through that well for me. Um other people did. There was some people that came through. Uh my pop and someone else came through, but Lucy was yeah, she was it was it wasn't she didn't come through really strong, which was a bit odd. And I was trying to think of her on the day, as they say, trying, you know, put a lot of energy into that. But I actually got all odd people, really odd people. <clears throat> um, yeah, strangely enough, I'd, I'd lost, I'd just lost a mate, a good fishing mate of mine, um, through motor neuron disease. Uh, he's only my age. It was horrible, horrible to watch him go. And we did a lot of fishing together. And he's um, Brazilian. And she said to me, there's someone here who, but I can't understand him properly. And she's saying he's um, he just wants to tell you what I, the fish there's fishing in heaven and thumbs up. <laughs> and I didn't know what she was talking about. And it was actually my wife sitting next to me and said, "I said," and she's going, "Oh, the accents, I can't pick it." But he's he's just really hammering you that there's fishing in heaven. And anyway, I just lost um, Carlos, so. I said, Carlos, it's got to be. Who else could there be talking about fishing that's got an accent? So, yeah, there you go. It's just one of them things. You know, was it Carlos? I don't know. But it felt nice to think that, I, you know, that he was there. And we were – some of the last things we did together was fishing. So, yeah, who knows. But Lucy didn't come through. Yeah, going back to that coach, he didn't really come through. But, um, but it, it seems like Lucy potentially shows up in a way that she wants to show up for you later on. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I felt her, I've, like, having my first child and that, I actually named my daughter after her auntie, Lucy. So my first daughter is, is Lucy. Um, so she's got her auntie's name. And there is times where I feel it. I do feel present. That you, that you've got that feeling like she's she's some, some someone's there for sure. But, um. Someone's just standing next to me sometimes, but we'll get to that. 
this, you know, in a minute, we can go to that now if you want. So that's that's really really what I wanted to go with the start of that, Kate. I I really appreciate it because you know that is such a, a deep and and personal aspect of your life that yeah, you know, it, it takes you know not not a it takes a lot of courage to come on the show to to share the paranormal aspects of mm. your, of your life. You know, it it is another level to come on and share such uh, personal and intimate information about yourself so yeah, you know I, i'm i'm very very appreciative and, and so so grateful that you know you you take the time out of your day to to share that with me and and the listeners so um yeah that's what it's about Kate. I, I think if i can help someone else um that may be going through the same sort of stuff you know not it's not gonna have to be a twin it can be anyone you lose but it gives you that little bit of hope that maybe they are around you you know and that there's uh Sometimes when you get that feeling, it's it's real. I think, um, and that's a nice way to, to believe. I think it is <clears throat> that, that, that they are with you when you need them. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm with you on that because you know, I I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm not a huge spiritual person. You know, I, I'm mm. I'm not much of a, a believer in God or or anything like no. that. No, but, same here. You know, I I am a big believer that everyone is made up of energy. And mm-hmm. that energy has to go somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I'm, I'm pretty much we think exactly the same, Kate. I don't. I find the whole concept of heaven and all this stuff just not really believable at all in my eyes. It's just, but I do believe you see someone and that you know their personality and everything about them that that is so strong, and then you can just stop that heart. And where that person's just disappeared, like guys, that that makes no sense to me. So that energy of that person, surely it, it can't just go out like a flame, can it? Surely God, it can't. So who knows? Um, I definitely believe in uh, in aliens, but that's another that's another you know <laughs> that's another story. But um, not so much in um, in heaven and stuff like that. But yeah, but it, anyway, look, I'm happy to go on to where. What happens twenty five years later? If you'd like to talk about that now, Cade. So yeah, absolutely, mate. Because it really does. The I guess this prelude to this kind of really does lead into to what happens next. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, yeah. So 25 years on, basically. So it's been 30 years now since I've lost Lisa. <clears throat> Probably not quite 25 years on. Uh, I moved to Queensland uh, with my ex-partner now. Um, got into FIFO, so I was working up in Queensland there at Moorumbah, flying out of Brisbane. Um, the relationship was re- was instantly got strained living up there. You know, the working away, 
different lives, different people. Um, I was with this person for 15 years, so it was a long time to be with a, with a person and um, it was probably hard to see us changing and going different ways and um, it took its toll. So this this whole thing basically went over four, four years, so four years of really bad relationship that got worse and worse and worse. Uh, with I was flying away, so I was... I was away so much. Obviously, it's hard to fix things like this, um, <clears throat> but it's uh, it got worse. Uh, lies, it become a lot of lies and things like that. So um, eventually, to the point where we were totally disconnected. She was living her own life; didn't want much to do with me. But at the same time, it was a very toxic relationship where she wouldn't end it with me. So I and I'm I, I was getting in a, into a bad place, and I sort of stuck it out thinking it would always get better or something would something would change and it, it just never did but I just hung on and she wouldn't sort of it was really strange she wouldn't let me go she was doing her own thing but she at the same time wouldn't let me go so I basically the depression come in which I've never had depression before um even though losing my sister and that I'd, I was I'm still a pretty upbeat sort of bloke and um went into a really dark place um and this went on Oh God, man! It went on for years, and everyone at work—they were—they were my rock. My work was my rock. Lucky I had this job and all my mates up in the bush because that—that's what kept me going through all of this. Um, and they were sick of listening to my whinging and <laughs> me telling you then what's going on. And they're all going, "Well, we know what your partner's doing, mate. You gotta—you're gonna have to wake up sooner or later." And I was always defending her. And, um, but uh, where did it start? I mean, so it started. <clears throat> I was in very, very, really dark place to the point where I couldn't even go. I had a boat. I couldn't even go fishing. I couldn't do anything. I was in such a bad way. Um, and it started, I was so lost and always on my own, never had any mates when I was home. And I was staring at the telly and the stereo was a hi-fi system, so like a um, surround sound system. And the volume had a little red dot on it, so you could actually see the volume. And I'm staring at the telly and the volume just goes from, you know, like I, was, I had it on to just full noise, like, and I'm watching it go up. It was like, it was, it was like a bit, a bit gross. It was like, oh, yuck, that's horrible. That was scary. Like, I didn't like that. Ran up, turned it down, sat back down. I thought, that was pretty weird. It was a pretty odd thing to happen, but put it down to the stereo, whatever, electronics, no big deal. That's just who I am. I'm always like, yeah, there's, there'd be a reason for that. Um, two weeks the next hitch nothing happened after that maybe the next hitch the same thing I'm in I'm watching my DVDs as I did that's all I had I used to go to the video store was in a you know really really bad place at the time it did it again and it was like that is this is weird Um, and I think I mentioned it to my ex-partner at the time and she's like that's never happened to me and we were still talking a bit, you know, like it was uh, um, as bad as it was. Well, we still had the odd conversation. But um, in probably the next hitch after that or maybe the one after that, it was just getting to a bad place and worse and worse. Well, she went on about this phone. She said to me, <clears throat> do you know anyone that can fix phones? Rather than not my phone stuff, I said no. So, so there was this phone of hers that sat broken um, in the kitchen and she'd had it at Telstra shop there at Noosa and tried to get it fixed and they couldn't fix it. It was fried. 
was an old Nokia. Um, so it sat there for a long time. Well, one one day when in my uh, lost world that I was in, I was staring in the kitchen, just staring at it, and something said, just try and turn it on for some reason because I was worried about what she was up to and what was going on because the, the, it was just so so strange to be around this person that I'd known for 15 years and uh, the phone turned on, which was really odd. This phone was completely broken apparently. Um, and it was on long enough for me to read the messages that I, no man would want to read, so we don't need to go into that, but you can imagine what I was reading, um, which confirmed everything that she was up to with another with another man. So... It was just horrible, but it was like obviously someone wanted me to to see this, um, and I'd read enough of it that it was it was just disgusting. So I thought, right, I turned it off, and then then it turns into rage, of course, because your partner's cheated on you, whatever. And I'm I'm turning it back on. I'm going to find out who this bloke is. It wouldn't turn back on, so I took it down to Noosa to the Telstra shop. And I said, you've got to try and get this phone on because I want to. I want to find out who this bloke is that she's seeing. Um, and they said, no, there's not. They tried everything. There's no way they could get the phone on. It said it's completely fried. <laughs> so that was that was a bit odd that, that that the phone just turned on for me to confirm what was going on because this was a couple of years building up to this of me of us not even. I was living with this person, but there was no there's no connection there. She she was obviously seeing. So I knew she was seeing someone else. Um, but I was just in denial and I was just in such deep depression and I was just I was just hopeless. It was looking back on myself, it was just pathetic, really. <laughs> I just look at myself now and I'm like, oh my God, how could I be so pathetic? But um yeah, it confirmed it. So that it gets is, worse. That yeah. is super, super weird because it's almost like yeah. a I I don't want to sound like too airy fairy, but it almost sounds mm. like Guardian Angel type of stuff of look here's I've gone, here's I've what you needed to know. Though. I have yeah yeah, yeah I have thought it, about that. It's kind of like here's here's what you need to know, but you don't need to yep. know anymore. That's right. It that's exactly what it was. And I mean, how does a phone that's completely dead? You think about this. Turn on and and run. You know, even when your phone's flat, it's been and this phone sat. I remember this phone sat in an old in an old basket thing in the kitchen. It sat in there for a long time. I remember looking at it for, you know, a month or two. And looking back, and I can remember going on about it a lot too, this phone, that she wanted it working, and and I can see why. So, but, um, yeah, so, anyway, it gets worse. I stuck it out. You know, I still was in denial. And then I went into a deeper, deeper, deeper place. Uh, I went, like I said, keep going back to work, never stop my job. Everyone at work was so over me. My boss was there for me. He was amazing. You know, he 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 could see me going down the hill. Um, and I think what was happening is I I didn't want to go home, which was Air South Australia's my home, <clears throat> which I should have done straight away. I had no friends in Noosa or anywhere like that. It was only my work that kept me going. Um, I think I just tried to – I don't know what I was doing. I think I just tried to stick it out. Maybe other people listening will know what I'm talking about. You just don't want to fail and ring your parents or whatever and go, I'm coming home and you, you've got your life tied up with this person. You keep thinking you could work it out, but it was never going to get worked out. <laughs> but um, so what happened after that? I mean, I guess I, I just was in a really bad way. It just 
and she still was not really saying you need to leave me or anything like that. It was really, it's a really toxic sort of uh, relationship to be in. Um, and then I was in a really bad way. I remember the sweats I was getting and stuff like that. So then pretty much next hitch home, every morning I'd wake to my light on. Now, this was a touch light. So once again, it's, I'm a skeptic. Yeah, it's touch lamps. Of course, they can, they can come on easy. That's what I've always said. But this was on at 3 o'clock. I'd wake up every day, which seems to be very common with podcasts I've listened Okay, this 3 a.m. thing. I don't know whether everyone seems to say 3 a.m. What I don't know what's with that, but I'm going to say that a lot. Oh, it's the witchy now. Is it? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's 3 a.m. So I swear it was 3 a.m. on the dot. I swear every friggin' morning I'd wake up and it was like the, my light's on. And I don't know if you've done it. It's really weird feeling when you wake up and your light's on all the time. Like it's, it's, you sort of, I wasn't really worried about it. Like down, it's weird. Touch lamps on all the time. Well, it did it every day that I was home for that five days because I think I was like 14 and seven then. <clears throat> it did it every day. Then this second hitch, like, so this, this went on, the depression, everything. It was just horrible. I was just a wreck. Uh, then, then I was, then I started waking up at 3 a.m. and it was overwhelmed with someone's step with, uh, being over me. Step, uh, that energy, I can only describe it as energy. Does that make sense? The room, I'm in a dead still room. <clears throat> um, there's no, there's no breeze in there or anything like that, but the, it was cold and I, and I seriously felt like someone was over me and this was happening. And I was actually scared. I'm actually getting a bit funny talking about it because I'm not, I'm not that sort of person. Like, um, nothing scares me. Like, I don't know. I think I explained in the email I sent to you. I don't know if I did. Okay, that I'm, I, I do a lot of hunting. Um, I've lived in the bush most of my life, and um, like I, I pretty much am the predator. If that makes sense, I, I love the dark. Like I, I live in the dark. I wander around in the dark. So for me to be like this in darkness was really odd. That I was scared, like, and I don't know why, but the feeling was so overwhelming that someone was in the room with me. Uh, and then the light would come on when I was with with my eyes open in the dark. So I couldn't see anything, but I could feel something in the room with me. And I'm like, oh, this feeling is horrible. Why am I feeling this? Like there's someone. And then the light was actually coming on. So that that happened about three times. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the light coming on in the dark with my eyes open. So not waking up to it, actually being awake to it. That That actually scared me. I didn't like that. I didn't like the feeling. I didn't really like that at all. I, I don't even like hearing that. That is giving yeah. me chills. I can, I can only imagine kind of what's going through your mind in that situation. Yeah, because- it was scary, mate. It was actually really scary. I didn't like that. Um, and that's this is you know this is sort of when it got a bit full on, and I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Um, and then it went on to be, I guess, I don't know. It was just such a horrible place. Looking back, I don't even like thinking about it. It's just a horrible place to be in your life but i you know and i and well probably i hope my family doesn't hear this but i i was probably suicidal i reckon i think i was but i actually went and seen a shrink and and first time in my life i had to actually admit it they asked me and i said well yeah i thought about it but in all honesty i would never ever put my parents through that again if that makes sense like seeing what they went through with my sister that's the sort of 
that's how I felt. I thought, no way would I ever put anyone through that sort of pain again. And I thought, I don't care how much pain I'm in, I'm going to get through this. Um, so the, what was the next thing? I think the lights, that just went on all the time when I was home. See, this never happened any other time. This was just, this just got worse. It, it was just escalating, you know, it never, these things never happened beforehand. They never happened when I was in a good, a better place. This just got worse. Well, I was sitting in the, the, the probably the worst thing that ever happened was that what well, probably the last thing it was was um no sorry the vo- going back to the lights I actually started hearing voices in my head and this was a soft voice and now I can't say that it was my sister but it and I don't even know whether I was making this up but I kept hearing a voice saying you need to go and I don't know whether I was saying it to myself or manifesting whatever I don't understand it but. It was, it was a female's voice. It wasn't my voice. It sounded female and it was soft and it kept saying it over and over. And this was happening in the dark at 3 a.m. in the morning. And I actually answered back to it three or four times and went, I know, okay, I, I freaking know what I've got to do. And goosebumps all over me, the lights on, shut it down, couldn't sleep. I'd, then you'd never get back to sleep after that. I couldn't. It was just horrible. I'd get up and... Back then I was a smoker and I would just smoke like 15 smokes in a row, just pacing the house. Just going, well, I'm not going back in there. It's just, <laughs> it's just horrible. But um, then the, the final thing that happened, this is actually the final thing that happened, Cade, was I was in the lounge and there was a chandelier-like light above my head and it's a hanging one. And this is a dead still night. Like I said, it's a typical Noosa night. You know, it's the windows are open, but there's no breeze. It was, it was coming into summer. And um, I look up, I can see the light moving all through the light, the, the light spectrum on the walls flying. I look up and this lampshade above my head is like, it, it isn't just moving. It's nearly hitting the sides. Like It's swinging so violently that it's nearly going, it's nearly touching the jib rock from side to side. I actually ran out of there. Now, my my partner, my ex was home then. She was up in her room. We weren't in the same we weren't in the same rooms. She was very rarely home when I was there, but she was there. And I actually ran into her room and opened a door and she was in bed or something like that. And she looked at me and I and and said, What are you doing? Like, well, basically, why would you be in here? And I said, The sh- light is is completely shaking above my head, going side to side violently. And she just basically cracked it at me and said, well, thanks for telling me this. And yeah, it was just, that's the sort of person she was. It was just horrible. So I walked out of there, left her in there. She didn't seem too concerned about it. And um, yeah, it was, it was, that was really scary. I hated that. That was the first time I was convinced that something, something was, I, I look, I didn't think it was a haunting. It was someone was trying to, I swear, and I actually knew at the time, someone was trying to slap me across the face. For God's sake, would you just wake up? I think looking back on all of it, Kate, I swear the whole thing was just a wake up. Whoever it was, guardian angel, be it Lucy, I, I keep. I hope it was Lucy, my twin, or it's the guardian angel, mate, just kicked in and went, you're going to have to wake up to yourself sooner or later and get out of this, get out of this uh, place you're in because... It was darkness. I was just in the darkest of places. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was had, lost. Basically, I was lost. Yeah, that's the only way to describe it. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people 
can relate to to situations like that. It is, you know, not not a great position to be in. And then you have this, you know, extra element on top of what you're already going through of, yeah. you know, potentially paranormal activity going on there. That would have been quite a uh, a confronting time for yourself. Yeah, and I kept it to myself too. Like I didn't tell anyone. I don't remember telling anyone. I don't think I did. And I was, I was, I rec- I've shut a lot of this out too. Like this is since sending you the email card. I've actually had to bring a lot of this back up and dig into what was actually going on and the timeline of it. It was just incredible. It actually blows me away looking back on it because I actually shut a lot of it out at the time. Um, once I'd made my decision, which was the next thing I did was going, I rang dad and mates and I said, yeah, I'm, I've got to get out of here. And they were within two, two days I had mates drive over my dad trailers and we were out of there. I've got my car boat. We we're gone. And, um, yeah. And it, it honestly was like, I mean, obviously getting out of a relationship like that, it was like the weight had fallen off. Like when I drove down that road, it was like two, you know, two cars just fell off my shoulders. The weight, it, it was just incredible. It really was it, absolutely incredible. And nothing ever happened again. Well, there was, sorry, there is one more thing, but we'll get to that. But, yeah, that nothing in, in my life now has ever happened again. I've never had any any paranormal activity, nothing, no, nothing crazy at all. It just, it just stopped, literally just stopped. That was the end. It is such a an interesting series of events because you know you've probably had a decade to to really think about this. I know you said just before that when you contacted me, this was probably one of the the first times you really kind of delved deep into it. But I'm I'm sure in that in the decade between when that happened to now, that some thoughts of what was going on potentially crossed your mind because I just from from you talking there I kind of have two ideas of what in my opinion may have been the the thing going on there is that one it almost sounds like a a bit of poltergeist activity going on that it is yeah absolutely feeding on the negative energy within that house and from everything that you you were saying there it there was enough negative energy for this thing to feed on forever for sure yep yeah i was i was i was dark mate i was in a i was i was in a really dark place and uh, i was i was actually a really dangerous person too at the time like because i was just so angry at everything at the world you know so nowhere to go no one to blame well had someone to blame but she didn't care so it was just a strange place to be i'd never been in that i'd never been you know at all in that in that sort of uh predicament before so it was all unusual absolutely and you know that that was probably when you've been the most vulnerable in your life as well which you Mm. know can let let a lot of darkness in there and yeah you know i i wonder if the the voice of that you heard of get out you know potentially Mm. was your sister kind of breaking through the everything else that was potentially happening there to just say yeah get out mate this is, yeah. you need to get out of here now because it's not yeah. going to get better. Yep. And I actually answered that voice. So like I said, whether I made that up in my head, I, I still don't think I, could, I would have, but I, I said it's hard to 
it's hard to know when you when you're in such a horrible place where you what you're capable of or what you're doing. But I swear it was it was female. It was a female voice and it was softly spoken. But it, it, it said it a lot. And it was enough for me to answer back and go, I I get it. I know. I know what I have to do. And and um and I didn't and I didn't go with it. So I went back to work again. I reckon that last time I came back was when that lampshade that was the last thing. That lampshade was just so violently hit. Because I was just staring at that stupid bloody television again, you know, just going nowhere. Maybe it was, it, I look back, it was just escalating to the point where what, you know, it was either going to get more and more full on if I kept, I stayed there, I'm sure of it. So like you said, it was, was it a poltergeist? Was it a, was it my sister? <clears throat> was it a guardian angel? <laughs> what was it? But yeah, look, Kate, look, whatever was going on, mate, it was, um, it wasn't a coincidence or, you know, it was something was happening. It wasn't just a series of crazy little things that, you know, it's just too, it just didn't. It was just too too weird. And it was only happening when I was at that house. It didn't happen at work. It just happened every time I went in that room. I tell you, I swear, when I got in that bedroom, that's when it, when it was happening. So I don't know. Yeah. And, you but, know, um, the, the takeaway is, is that everything that happened there, it led to a positive ending. Mm-hmm. It did. But the final thing that happened, which, yeah, and this is me, the skeptic, and I thought, oh, that thing was old, was I took I took the car home that my ex had, basically. Right? The, at the time, we had a nice car, and I took that away from her while that was going with me. And she had this uh, surfboard bead thing around the uh, rearview mirror. It was there for years. And I remember I wanted to take it down one day. She's like, no, no, she'd never let me take it down, whatever. She loved it. So that was on out my car when I drove back to South Australia. Um, months later, I, I met a local girl that I'd known for years there who's my wife now, um, and we it, we fell in love instantly. So there's a good ending to all of this. And, um, you know, she's my beautiful wife now that I love so much and uh, I couldn't be without. And driving down the road... Pretty much the day that I knew I'd, I'd fallen in love, I was driving down the road. This thing just exploded, literally exploded, and the beads went all over me. Oh, my all goodness. Over the dash. Yeah, this is a true story. And I just laughed. I was actually just laughing. It didn't scare me at all. I didn't have any – and I still think it was probably just old. It didn't matter. The timing was perfect. Um, but that was, to me, was just like the end. It was just the end of that crap. It was just – the perfect ending to it, watching that thing just explode and just beads went all over me as I was driving down the road. It was like, yeah, that's it. And I laughed. I actually started laughing. There was nothing in there that scared me one bit about that. And I actually laughed it off as in. And I think I spoke out loud to my sister and went, no, I know, Luce. I know. <laughs> it's oh. like she's like, fucking finally. Yeah. Like, you've finally done it, mate. So, yeah. it's uh, Oh, mate, that's it's incredible. Just the, it's just the way it went down. Okay, then that's that was that was the story, and like I said, nothing's ever happened again. Um, I've got you know I've got four beautiful kids and a beautiful wife, and life's amazing, and it's, that just seems so long ago, all of that stuff. Um, but it's uh, yeah, there's some stuff there I just can't explain. There's some things that have gone on. Um, yeah, there's just I, I just cannot explain what happened or what went down, and so yeah. 
I'm happy to just to share it with people and hope someone uh, can relate to it and hopefully I can hear their story. Andrew, your your story is it's so amazing and you know, I I'm so stoked that it's ended in such a, a positive way for you because to to be down that incredibly dark path that was not I- ideal, obviously, to no, to, to where no. you are now is you know such an incredible turnaround, and you know you you can you can hear the the happiness in your in your voice. You can you can mm. hear the the relief of being out of the the situation that you were, and I think. I genuinely think you have someone looking over you. Yeah, I hope so. I think so too. I do, mate. I ended up with a dream job. I came back to SA. I, it, it, you know, it really was a dream come true. Like I, said, I know that sounds so cliche. It's pretty bad, but it was like I, I just, just everything just got so good. I just got like I landed the dream job. I've got an amazing wife, an amazing kids. Every I brought a beautiful home. It just everything just turned out, and it was. Uh, it was just stepping out of that. I just had to take that step out of that out of that place I was in, um, you know. And anyone listening out there that that's in that or might be in, you know, going down that road, just remember you just sometimes you just got to take a step, get out of it, and, um, and never give up because the uh, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, mate. It, there is for anyone. I don't care who you are. You know, you you can get out of it. Um, you've just got to keep pushing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you.